On today's episode of More Important Issues, we've got some Vol basketball as they head into the SEC tournament this weekend. We talk some SEC awards and the SEC tournament. We also have Vol baseball. Today's segments include Over the Basket, Jumbotron, and Stupidity is an Epidemic. Guys, we just put out some Vol baseball shirts for sale. Make sure you head over to our Twitter, click the link for the Google form, and buy you one. Guys, buy the shirt. You'll look great in it. Ladies, Coach Fatella may notice you, and I don't know if you noticed. He's a good-looking guy. He may marry you, seeing you wearing that. It's worth a try. So hit our, hit, go to our Twitter, hit the link, buy a shirt, be the best-looking people around town. More Important Issues is brought to you by MyBookie. The first weekend of the NCAA tournament is the greatest betting event of the year. Whether you like filling out a bracket, picking a national champion, predicting first-round upsets, or all of the above, MyBookie is the perfect home for your March Madness fun. Will Zion Williamson and his team cement their legacy at Duke with a title? Can Virginia get past its, its loss to a 16 seed last year? And Kentucky get, can, can Kentucky get back to the Final Four? If you know the answer, or even if you don't, MyBookie is a place to get in on the action. They have something for everyone, even you, multiple bracket guy. MyBookie has been in the business for years. Their goal is to give you the best customer service in the business, and the best part is they pay out fast when you win. I'm talking 48 hours. Bet with the best, then kick back and enjoy March Madness while you watch your picks cash. Deposit with MyBookie today with promo code ISSUE for a 50% bonus. That's promo code ISSUE, I-S-S-U-E. With MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, March 13th. Man, it is a beautiful night in South Knoxville. I'm sure all over Knoxville, but we're local. Definitely south. South, south of the river is better yeah. for some things, not others. I was driving in West Knoxville today, and it is miserable. I'm out in West Knoxville every day. so uh, I don't entirely disagree. Thankfully, I'm usually driving when traffic getting atrocious. Uh, thankfully. But also, the only place that South Knoxville traffic's terrible, I'm not going to count Chapman Highway because I'm rarely on it, is the people going to West Knoxville. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah, I agree. So, um, um, I'm pissed about that. Everywhere, like, on North Shore that, like, has a red light is terrible. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I can never live out in West Knoxville. Um, I, when people tell me they want to live in West Knoxville, I immediately <coughs> recommend them to a therapist. Because yeah. something must be wrong. I mean, the houses like it's it's beautiful to like drive through it and you know just look at the houses. The traffic's not worth it. Yeah, but then you have to slam on your brakes because <laughs> you're running up on somebody that's on a complete stop. The the traffic is not worth it at all. So yeah, I don't I don't get it. Um, and most of them you have to pay county, uh, city and county. Yeah, yeah, that you just have ci- to pay county. The city goes for a while in West Knoxville. Ends yeah. pretty quickly in South Knoxville. Right, right about the Walmart. <laughs> The good side or the, bad side? On the bad side of Walmart is where the city's at. Yeah, mm. it's terrible. Think about it. Yep. Um, We're in God's country. We are. Uh, been a pretty pretty wild week. in sp- Like, not necessarily within the sports, like, the game itself, but, like, what's happened. Um, like, did you read the article about the USC players? Play, sorry, players. I know Aunt Becky is going down, and I'm kind of upset about it. Is that her name? She she was Aunt Be- Aunt Becky in Full House. Oh wait, that was her. She's part of the whole. She's part of the scandal. Really? I don't know what she's involved in. She's involved with something that was paying for kids to go to school. I, I missed know. all of that. 
Okay, yeah. I missed that. I, I noticed, so I, I guess I just need to know who's in Real Housewives is probably where I'm. A full house. I know, but where the article I read, so I guess she's in Real Housewives as well. Oh, I don't know. Because the article I read, it was like two of the real, two of the Real Housewives were oh. part of the scandal. I don't know if she was. I I've never watched Real Housewives. I'll be honest. I've, I heard it's a great show. Never watched it. Yeah. So I don't think I'd be a fan. Yeah, I don't. I've heard it's good. I'll be honest. I've heard it's good, <laughs> but I don't know. Have you heard that from guys? I have heard that from guys. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Judging. So, fair enough. <laughs> I'm, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. <coughs> um, but looking at it, it's a it's a it's tournament week. We've talked about this for um, and proof of it last night. If you didn't believe us, anything can happen now. Uh, winning it or surviving advance. Yeah. Loser or winner go home. Luck, luckily for Gonzaga, it wasn't winner go home, but. Just an example of how crazy of a week it is. They lost to St. Mary's last night. Yeah. So, and... Badly. Pretty much, like, yeah, pretty much the whole night you knew they were going to lose. Well, I guess you didn't know they were going to lose They were gonna lose the whole night, but it was very possible the whole night. Yeah. So, um, you kind of thought, surely... And the team they beat by, like, 48 earlier in the season? Yeah. Well, I mean, it just goes to show you what kind of what happens when, when you get down and, you know, you're playing a couple games every night, or a couple games <laughs> within a few nights span. So while we're talking about that, let, let's talk about seeding um, and, and who you think right now would have a one seed. Right, I, I feel I feel like I, there's there's close to ten teams that you could right. That's put what, in. and it, a lot of it's going to kind of determine how these Saturday Sunday games play out. Yeah, assuming those teams get to Saturday Sunday, right? Um, like predicting it now. You're you're legitimately guessing. You're not making a very educated opinion. I think there's opinion. only one team that legit I, would have a one seed no matter what. I think it's hard to, to deny Gonzaga, a two loss team. I know they're not the strong conference. We've talked about that. <coughs> they don't have a great schedule, but even as of last week, this Monday, they received 41 of the first place votes. They're 29 and two. I don't. If you've had them in first place all year. How does a loss in your conference tournament bump them from the top four teams? I don't understand that. Well, I, I know the committee looks at quadrants, and right. they are three and four in quadrant one. Okay. Tennessee is seven and four. I mean, I fair to that point, but it just shows how meaningless, I guess, rankings can be. I, I don't understand how you drop Gonzaga from that. From being a one seed, that, that, that pretty much you're saying top four team. I, I Essentially. Def- I definitely don't think – now, if they're the number – Four team, they're the fourth number one seed. That's, I think that's you could make an argue, argument for that. But I don't think they've earned the right to have the number one overall seed. That's I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Your loss hurts you. I mean, right now, if Virginia, I don't think they'll go and win the conference championship again. You're, that's why it's hard to say who's going to be the number one seed until you see those Saturday Sunday games. But if Virginia was to win the conference championship, they're the number one overall seed, right? Yeah, I, I think Virginia is the only team, and I think if they lose, I still think they're guaranteed a number one spot. They've got to lose on Saturday though, or on Sunday though. I mean, yeah, they got to win their first game, but other than that, yeah. And I think Tennessee's guaranteed probably a, a one or two seed. If they do you win not feel like game. what's the ACC? Is it not? Do they, would they not have to play in the quarterfinals first? Mm-hmm. So you don't even think Virginia has to win a semifinal game to get that number one seed? I think they just have to get in the. Se- the semifinal, just like Tennessee, I think is guaranteed probably a two spot, even if they lose to Kentucky. All right, so I'm looking at this. I guess there's just so many ACC teams. I mean, if North Carolina or Duke win the conference, they're the, they're a one seed, right? 
Oh, yeah. I, okay. I, I think the one seeds and Gonzaga kind of threw me off because I had Gonzaga, Virginia for sure. And then I had um, the winner of Duke and North Carolina. And then I have the winner of Kentucky and Tennessee. I'm just now noticing this. How in the hell is Kentucky number four with one more loss and one less win? And we're number eight with one more win and one less loss. I don't know. Same for Tech. Really same for Michigan State. Yep. We have one more win than Duke. I'm not, I'm not really – no, yeah, same for Duke. One more win and we have one one less loss. I don't – same for North Carolina. I just don't understand it because our losses came later in the year. That Auburn loss hurts, sure, but look at Duke and North – some of Duke and North Carolina losses. Yeah. Look at Kentucky's loss to Alabama. I, I, I definitely think North Carolina found, found itself in a good position when they were like seven or eight and teams just kept losing in front of them. Yeah. And here's my question: If you're putting, if you're saying Duke doesn't lose a lot, like lose a lot of rankings because of Zion, then why are you not saying? If you're saying Duke's losses aren't don't hurt as much because Zion's out, you can't really give much water to the North Carolina's wins over Duke. Yeah, if you're saying that. Yeah, you're you're, you're picking. They're what they're doing is they're picking one over the other. They're not right. giving. Um, they're they're saying Duke's losses don't matter because Zion was out. But then those, I think, if you look at how North Carolina's moved up in the rankings, but their wins, North Carolina, their wins over Duke are helping them, yes. but they shouldn't be if they're not hurting Duke, right? So that doesn't make sense. I just don't. No one in front of Tennessee besides Virginia and Gonzaga should be in front of Tennessee right now. No, I didn't think that till just now, by the way. And I, because I, I haven't looked at the rankings, and it sucks because if you don't lose to Auburn, you're probably flirting with. You might. You're at least number three. I think you're at least number four. I don't know if they kick you up over North Carolina. Yeah, that, um, that might be true because North Carolina but hasn't lost. Surely you surely you jump Kentucky, though. Yeah. Surely. But, I mean, even then, Kentucky has just as bad a loss to us, worse loss to us, just as bad as lost to, a worse loss than Auburn to Alabama. They lost to LSU in overtime. Or, yeah, in overtime like us. What sets them apart? And then our other losses in overtime to number two, Kansas. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that kind of goes back to the Gonzaga thing. Like, if they drop us that much for that one loss to Auburn, Gonzaga has to drop a lot, too. Right? Gonzaga's a two-seed, in my opinion, then. Yeah. it's That that St. Mary's loss is worse than Auburn. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, I mean, okay, so if you add the original question before, is this our over-the-basket segment already? We're, like, freaking no, out. I'm not, I'm not even. We're, we're already freaking out over this? I, I didn't plan on this. Of... I didn't plan on this happening. I'm sorry. No, it's um, fine. I, I love it. Uh, because it it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It doesn't. Like, it does, kind of. But it doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what yes. I'm getting to. It doesn't make sense, but yeah. So I'm looking at this, and you, you know, you asked me who our number one seeds are. I think you got Virginia. I'm going to agree with you. If Virginia is playing in that semifinal, how can you deny them the one seed? Yeah. I think you get another ACC one seed if North Carolina or Duke win their tournament. Yes. So I think that's how only way you get two ACC one seeds. Then I think it's going to be. Could LSU find their way to a one seed if they win the SEC? They ju- their record's the exact same as everyone else. I don't see how you deny them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the only thing that that the committee is going to see with LSU is they did not play a single soul at Correct. the beginning of the in your non conference schedule. Right, that's we, fair. And they, you, they were the only the teams you should was it Oklahoma State? They had a bad loss to as well in that non conference play, but not the Big Twelve turn, not the Big Twelve. 
I'm challenge. Not, I'm not sure of who all they've lost to. Okay. I believe they had a bad loss to, I believe it was Oklahoma State. Yeah. But not the Big 12 challenge. That, that was different. But I'm looking at the I'm looking at just based on how you move Tennessee back, if LSU wins a conference, they could be they should be a one seed. So that's why I say what I'm about to say, whoever wins the SEC should be a one seed. Yeah. And then if it's one of those three. It yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Assuming one of those three win it. Mm-hmm. And then kind of the same for Michigan State. If you win your tournament, you should be a one seed. I mean, they're sitting back there at number six. You're looking at one of Duke, Duke or North Carolina. So who who gets kicked out in that case? Is it Mich- is it Gonzaga? I don't think Michigan State wins it, but yeah, I think Gonzaga. And well, see, I don't know. Maybe that maybe either that SEC winner or ACC winner. But think about it. If Virginia somehow wins the ACC, ACC tournament. You're not talking about North Carolina and Duke as the one seed. Yeah. So maybe that's how Michigan State gets in, or LSU gets in as a one seed. But then if then if Virginia and North Carolina. I don't know the seeding in in that. Is it? I think it's ACC, I think in the North ACC Carolina tournament. Has a two seed, and Duke has a three. So, sure. okay. So if they both go against each other, Duke or not Duke, Virginia and North Carolina. It's a close game. Virginia ends up winning. You still knock North Carolina out of the one seed. To Again, things have to happen. I think if Michigan State wins their tournament mm-hmm. and Tennessee, Kentucky, or LSU win, yeah, I think so. Okay. And even Michigan, I mean, again, if we're looking at record and then how they, you know, how they finish in conference, Michigan has a twenty-six and five record as well. So I'm, if they go win their tournament, I'm really how glad do you I'm not in charge of that because that is going to be a bitch. And that's fair. I think. And you said you have. I think you said eight potential one seeds. Yeah, I was thinking ten. Uh, you, you have ten, 10 potential one seeds. You, that, you may have said ten. I apologize. Yeah. And I don't know what Houston's conference looks like in terms of who they have to play this week. They're at twenty nine and two, same as Gonzaga. Yeah, they didn't play Gonzaga's competition in uh, November December, but right. they are twenty nine and two. Yeah, I could see them as a two seed if they win their conference. Yeah. So ten potential, eleven potential, um, one and two seeds. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, and again, things have to happen, move in and out. The most ACC teams you get are two in. I think if Virginia wins, I don't know how you, unless Michigan State or an SEC team just shits the bed. I feel like an SEC team's got it. As long as one of those one of those three get it, I feel like an SEC team has to be a number one seed. Yeah. Obviously, Kentucky will be if they do. Yeah. <laughs> That's obvious, so... And a lot of people are like, oh, this is where Kentucky shines. The only thing about that is they're not super deep this year. So how will they how will they do in a if they you know they play they don't play we play the really late Friday night game. Mm-hmm. So how but how will they do turn around Friday playing mid midday Saturday? I don't know. I mean we're, I, we're not we're not as we're not yeah, as deep I mean, as we you thought could either. Say the same about us as yeah. well, because we're not that deep either. Um LSU is getting getting less and less each night as you know, as the they find pay pay stubs. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about the SEC tournament real quick. Um, you have the first game starting tonight. Um, you start off the I night. I didn't see that game. They're they should be done with the first half now. You start off the night with Georgia and Missouri playing. Yeah, they are on right now. I don't know the score. I'm trying to check that right now. Um, and then you got Vanderbilt and Texas A&M tonight at nine uh, for the late tip off. And then tomorrow's the show. 
I don't I don't see any of these four teams that are playing tonight winning it. That's for sure. No. Nope. It'll be very surprising if they do. Um, I mean, I guess if you had to pick a dark horse candidate of these four teams, has to be Missouri, right? No one else can. If you had to pick, like if you were like one of these four, go Missouri. Oh yeah. So that's about it. I'm trying to pull. Still trying to pull up this. Uh, what the score is? The GameCast is not being friendly. It's Thirty-four. 32. Georgia. Oh, wow. Never mind on the whole Missouri thing. Because <laughs> Georgia's terrible. Yeah. And then tomorrow you have Arkansas and Florida. You have Auburn, who will play the winner of Georgia and Missouri. You have Alabama and Ole Miss. Then you have Mississippi State, the winner um, of the Vanderbilt Texas AM game. And out of those teams, I definitely think Auburn is playing the best basketball right now. Yeah. Um, Dark Horse wise, I, I think. It's tough to beat Alabama, um, and I think Ole Miss has a really good team as well. Yeah, my only problem with picking you said you mentioned how Auburn's playing good basketball. My only problem with picking them is to stay hot. They're a shooting team; they're going to get down the floor and shoot. Yep. And to shoot that well every night is very unlikely. Uh-huh. They they are playing good basketball. They have the ability to win some games. Their tournament runs though are definitely uh, hindered by that fact. Is if you're on, you're on. But if you're off, whew, gonna yep. be a long night. And then ten of. Uh, Friday starts a quarterfinal. That's um, Tennessee will play the winner of that Mississippi State, um, and then the winner of the Texas. I'm gonna assume A and M. Yes, Vanderbilt looked like they quit on LSU. Yeah, I mean, then, I feel like you had a legit chance with how they were. You know what happened surrounding that game to go in and win, and you didn't draw at all. Yeah, crazy. Kind of crazy. Um, but who saw South Carolina as a four seed? If if I didn't look at the rankings and know they were kind of up in that, I would not pick South Carolina to be a four seed. I thought they played good in conference schedule, and we even talked about before the year how I thought they closed out 2018 strong. Mm-hmm. And I like I kind of picked them <clears throat> higher in the SEC at first, and then I wasn't paying attention to how they had done in non-conference. I need to go back and look. It was not good. Oh, it was terrible. It was really bad. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll bump them back down. I think I ended up doing it. And then Frank Martin does whatever magician shit he does and has yeah. them playing good in conference. Yep, definitely. And I, <clears throat> speaking of that, the coach of the year candidate, Frank Martin, had to be up there. I think yeah, Kermit Davis was actually very, a winner. Very deserving, too, I thought. Yeah. But, yeah, Frank Martin is definitely in that mix. And I think before – well, yeah, we talked about how the – Top four were kind of interchangeable, but we threw Mississippi State in that in that who fell at number six, yeah. Um, and they had some close losses, uh, but really, if you look at that four through, I guess seven spot, those were all interchangeable. I oh, mean, yeah. Auburn, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and then South Carolina. I think the final double bye came down to Saturday, and I think South Carolina had to have. So I guess no, that wouldn't work because Auburn. I guess all South Carolina had to do was win because Auburn won and still fell at five. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a kind of how we predicted how the top would beat up on each other and the middle would beat up on each other and then the lower would just get beat up on. <laughs> and that's kind of how it happened. So, I'm going to say this, um, and you can say if you agree or not. I think the winner of the Tennessee-Kentucky game wins the SEC tournament. The winner of the Kentucky-Tennessee game? Yes. I agree. Okay. I agree. I don't. I I will be very impressed. I don't even know who the assistant coach is. Um, I'll be very impressed if they're able to kind of, and they still they still have a pretty decent roster. But I, have we heard about Nas Reed? Like, is he 
out for that reason, or is he was it injury? He was out. It's said injury. It's said injury, but we weren't sure. Um, so I guess that'll be also a big what determining did you think factor. About, um, Smart cutting down the net. Did he? I didn't see that. Was that Smart of LSU? <laughs> um, I think the whole situation is just. I I can't believe Will Wade kind of just. If what we heard was true about him not going to, uh, how do we say his name? Alavea? How do you say it? The AD's name? Um, I don't even know. Um, apparently, he when he asked to come to his office to kind of talk through it and be on the same page as AD, he didn't come, and that's why they put him on suspension. So you kind of screwed yourself there. Yeah. And then I guess, you know, what we learned from – Ed Orgeron, when he was here and told the players not to come to class so they could transfer, was always use a burner phone. Oh, yeah. And then make sure you don't buy the burner phone at, uh, oh, my gosh. The bookstore? Uh, No, at, uh, what's that dude's name? Oh, my gosh. Hugh Freeze. You can't buy it. And if you do buy it, buy it with cash. Yeah, cash only. Don't let them know it's your burner. Just cash for everything. I'll tell you about the time I had to buy a burner phone with cash. I was like, this is the most drug dealer thing I've ever done in my entire life. I did not hear about that. Yeah. I'll tell you about that later. It was very, I was like, hey, I need to buy this burner. Here's the cash I have. And they were like, okay, Mr. Drug Dealer. (laughs) We will do that for you. I should have. I got to get a recruit. So the um, SEC awards came out. Yeah. Kind of, again, how we expected for the most part. Yeah. So I'll read those from the coach's standpoint. Um, the media, I don't really look that much into that. So, first team All SEC, you had Daniel Gafford, um, PJ Washington, Tremont Waters, um, Brian Tari, uh, Quadaria Weatherspoon, Chris Silva, Admiral Schofield, and Grant Williams. Um, second team All SEC, you had Bryce Brown, Jared Harper, Nicholas Claxton, Tyler Hero, Keldon Johnson, Skylar Mays, Terrence Davis, Jordan Bone. All freshman team, you had uh, Kira Lewis, Isaiah Joe, Andrew Nobard, Bernard. Um, Andrew Bernard. Read it to do. Yeah. Tyler Hero, Keldon Johnson, Nas Reed, Reggie Perry, A.J. Lawson. All defensive team, you had Dante Hall, Daniel Gafford, Ashton Hagens, Tremont Waters, Chris Silva. Coach of the year, Kermit Davis, Ole Miss. Player of the year, G. Will, Tennessee. Peanut butter. Peanut butter and jelly, all SEC. First team. I like it. Yeah, kind of how we, kind of how it fell. Um, really surprised Jordan Bowden didn't get sixth man of the year. Yeah, so I looked at, um, what's his name, Kravit? Yeah. Um, and he does have better stats uh, does than he? Jordan Bowden. He plays a little bit more than Jordan Bowden. Yeah. Um, but his stats are a little bit like .5. Gotcha. 1.0. Fair enough. Than, so... I would but did say, our sixth man of the year, if we're watching basketball, did he have more impact? I'm going to go with yes. Yes, definitely. So, um, I feel like it could have went either way, but whatever. Yep. I feel like Kyle Alexander could be all defensive team if he didn't foul out somebody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, and same with Bowden. But whatever. I mean, the defensive player of the year was um, split. Yeah. Ashton Hagens was one of those, and Jordan Bone toasted him. <laughs> like, bad. 
27 points, 5 from 5 from 3. Um, what else did he have? 11 for 15 from the field. Ugh, 3 assists. Not a good look. Yeah. Hagans. Not a good look for the <laughs> SEC player of the year, but. Defensive player of the year. Yeah, defensive player. Yeah. But P.J. Washington didn't win. That's good. That's good. He shouldn't have. If you just looked at his stats, like, very obvious he shouldn't have. Because so. everybody else that starts for Kentucky got some kind of recognition. Yeah. But we'll take three. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jordan Bowen probably could have been in the argument for first team, but we'll take second team. Maybe it'll give him motivation to come back next year. Yeah, I like it. Um, really nothing to talk about as far as the Tennessee game goes. Um, 9 p.m. in uh, on Friday, though. Don't know who we play yet. That's why there's not much to talk about. Um, hopefully everybody's kind of rounding out. We, we, we talked about Bowden being out of his slump. Hopefully Lamonte is out of his slump. Um, all in all, feed the ball to Grant. That's all you got to do. Let that ball – let that game – or let that offense – you know, he'd be the focal point of that offense. That's what we I need. I think it's a good learning point to this team that they should never get up to around 28 threes a game. Mm-hmm. No way. Yep. I agree. Um, so, hopefully that's a learning lesson to not shoot your way out of a game, kind of like we did on Saturday. So, hopefully we are focused and ready to just do what we do best and get the ball in the paint, like you said. Yeah. What's next? We've got Vol Baseball next. Vol Baseball? Yeah. We just released our Vol ba- our Base Vol shirt. Go get it. Get them, nice. all, get them while they're hot. Really good. You did a good job, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. Good job. They're only $15. Comfort colors. It's a good price, guys. You can't beat that. It's a good price. Perfect spring break shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can cut this. I mean, if you want to, buy two. <laughs> cut the sleeves off one. Yeah. Don't do that to your only one, though. That's not yeah. good. Yeah. That's not good. Um, so Tennessee baseball um, is now seventeen and one. Their game just their second game just finished against UNC Asheville. First game was yesterday. They led three and a, three to nothing, um, and then Asheville tied it in the fourth with a three on homer. And then Andre Lipsius and Al Solari. 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 I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Solari. That's Solari. What, there Solari. you go. There you yes. go. Okay. That, that's got to be right. Yeah, Solari. Um, they went back-to-back um, with solo shots to give us the lead, um, and then we were able to kind of just shut them down from then on. And then today, um, Solari went yard again for a two-run shot, um, and Tennessee had the bases loaded, and they walked a run in to give us the lead, and they threw a pass ball. Are able to get a two-run lead, and then Solari knocks in um, a two-run home run to kind of pad the lead, and we didn't kind of look back from there. So we won that game seven to two to improve to seventeen and one on the season. Rolling right now, rolling, rolling. Um, and then this this weekend will be the first SEC weekend against Auburn, and Tennessee is going to have to do it without one of their best hitters, Luke Lipsius, is out four to six weeks with a fractured foot um, after he. Fouled one off his foot uh, against Fresno State. So. I was wondering. I read that it was. I just read that it was on a foul ball. I was trying to figure out exactly what happened. Yep. That makes sense. And it and it's crazy because like you see that all the time. People fouled off their foot and it's nothing. But I yeah. guess if it hits the right spot, that and then they a lot of guys wear those for the yeah they, get, the protector. Yeah, I guess maybe if it misses that protector a little bit too. Yeah. 
So it's unfortunate. But Tennessee's rolling. They're pitching the ball well. Um, even uh, the freshmen. Um, speaking of that, they started three freshmen at night, or four freshmen and three sophomores. So the future is definitely bright um, in the Vitello era. So we'll we'll see kind of how this team keeps building. Number one, number twenty one team in the country right now, um, and, and they're they're getting everybody's best shot from these, um, you know, lower level opponents. They're they're throwing their best guys, and we're throwing you know freshmen and sophomores who haven't seen a lot of SEC action to kind of get them ready to in case they're needed on the weekend. So it's it's definitely good to see the youth in this program right now. Right, absolutely. It, it's a positive, and I, I don't know if you want to go ahead and address the baseball question we have as we're in this. Um, you mentioned the youth. Uh, it's it's positive that, too, that we're winning with, with youth. I feel like the last few years we've had that youth, and to kind of talk about, all right, it's it's good to that we're, you know, we played decent baseball to this point. We're young. Hopefully now next year we can figure it out. We're still on that younger side, freshmen, sophomores. Um but we're winning to match it. Yeah. And so that's that's a even, you know, that's added on to that. Well, so what what was the question? Um, I believe it was from Neilan Mafia. It was, you know, will this baseball I'm kind of I'm not quoting exactly, I'm summarizing, I guess. Um it will will the baseball team keep rolling or are they gonna meet the SEC wall? I saw it earlier. I'll see if I can find it again. Um but pretty much the question is can we keep doing this once we get into SEC play? Oh, I do see that. Is baseball team for real this time, or will they, will they smack an unforgiving wall when the SEC play starts? Um, I mean, it, it's it's not going to be – Not going to be easy. They're no. not going to be – in the next 18 games, there aren't going to be 17-1. No. No, there's – I think only three SEC opponents that they face are not ranked right now. Only three. So, um, I, I feel like – I think I said this last week. Really, really important – that you're not getting swept this year. Yeah. Really, really important. And it's going to be a grind, a grind out series victories as well. Yeah. So anytime that you're able to take two for uh, two for three. I think the – and, and what helps that is, is grabbing that win Friday or Saturday because yeah. then anything happens on – you know, you're playing for a series win on Sunday, not to grab your first win. Yeah, and, and Sunday is all about um, who can hit it the best because mm-hmm. it's it's your usually your third pitcher – um, you know, guys are tired, so where is you, you got to find it in your in your hitters to be able to carry you through the Sunday game. And, and this weekend they go to number fifteen Auburn. Uh, I think I said go to. They travel to Auburn. Uh, just make sure I said that correctly. And not an easy test to start off, but I think you talked about how last week how this is a very um, this can be a good weekend for the Vols. It's not a it's not the toughest test you'll face by any means. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, I I think you you described that real well in terms of how how this this team can can face uh, can look going into SEC play. It's it's not going to be. I don't think it'll be as tough as last year because of the talent you the talent you have on this roster now. Yeah, and you you have hitters that are really you know coming in their own with um, Solari and is that Solari? Yeah, that's right. Um, Andre Lipsius. Um, Jay Charleston was hitting the ball well. Justin Ammons is playing well. So, you know, guys that have been in the program and played since freshmen, since they were freshmen, um, and then Solari comes in from junior college and, you know, just adds another aspect to this team. So um, definitely excited to see kind of where they go this season. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
looking at going into our segments now. Or do you want to go ahead? Let's do Twitter questions. I think yeah. we had a few. So, Neil Mafia, um, will JG in this season as top three SEC quarterback? Why or why not? Show your work. Oh, shoot. Um, wow, what a tough question right now. Because <laughs> I think the question right now is, will JG start this fall? Yeah. So, now you're at, now you're trying to get me to say yes. I feel like it's a trap question, Neil Mafia, and I don't appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> don't appreciate it one bit. I'm, I'm going to go ha- – he he definitely has a potential top think, three. Nope. To be like so, I mean, you have Tua, you have right. Jake Fromm. Um, so who else do you have that's just head and shoulders better than him? That's uh that's fair. So I, <clears throat> I mean, that's that's the two. I mean, maybe Kelly Bryant, but I mean, I wouldn't even put him in that category. I want to see what he can do without five stars all around him. Yeah, and that and what's that and what's Missouri going to be this year when not a lot to play for? Yeah. But, yeah, I I mean, the, there's not a ton of talent out of the top probably two quarterbacks. Um, I don't know if talent's the right word. Not a lot of potent, not a lot of pro, I don't know. Proven talent. Proven talent, that's fair. Yeah. Um, if I had to bet money right now, JG's going to be the starter. I'll say that. Yeah. I, we haven't seen anybody else play, throw, anything. Can he finish top three, I think, is more of can his offensive line block. Yeah. Or I think that's more the question. And I, I think, you know, no one's holding his hand anymore. It's it's his team. He has playmakers around him. He has Marquez Callaway, Juwan Jennings. He's got Ty Chandler, um, Josh Palmer, Dominique Wood Anderson. He has guys he can throw it to. Um, and like you said, the offensive line, if they can block. I mean, the offensive, offensive line, it is what it is. You know, Jim Chaney and Pruitt, they're going to have to find a way to, you know, not let that be their Achilles heel this year. Right. Absolutely. Um, So, do I think he could? Yeah. I I think he has the potential. Do I think he will? I don't think so. (laughs) That's fair. I I just – I don't. I don't see it. I don't, he just doesn't have the it factor for me. No. Like, and, he, like when Josh Dobbs come out on the field, you knew he was he was going to be the best player on that field. Yeah. But JG, I just I just don't see it, and it's it sucks that he came after Dobbs. It really does. Oh yeah. But it's just I don't know. It just, he just doesn't have it for me. I think with this wide receiver core, if he gets enough time to throw the ball and he's willing to throw it up. I think he'll – he might not look like the best thrower, but he'll have a lot of yards. Yeah. So. That's fine with me. If you yeah. have a lot of – it can be ugly. If we yeah. score and we have a lot of yards, the, I'm okay with yeah, that. Yeah, the miracle at whatever it's called, um, Jordan Hare. The prayer at Jordan Hare. Yeah. They won. Who gives a shit? <laughs> it was terrible defense. I What on God's <laughs> green earth that receiver was thinking to just keep running there instead of jumping up for the ball Yeah, blows my mind. But, hey, they scored and it – they won. So who gives a shit? Yeah. Win them. However you have to, win them. Absolutely. Anything else before we... Um, I do know the... So tomorrow is Pro Day. Yeah. We have a number of um, VFLs participating. You got Micah Abernathy, Paul Bain, Keller Crest, Malik Elon, DJ Henderson, Alexis Johnson, Jonathan Kongbo, Madre London, Jesse Medford, Kyle Phillips, Corte Sapp, Shot Tuttle. Um, DJ Henderson, <laughs> bowling alley. I don't know. Is that the, the big Jesse? pick guy? 
<laughs> Good luck to him. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen a lot of him. A lot more than we should ever see of him. It wasn't a dick pic. I lied. It wasn't, right? Wasn't it just his stomach? Wasn't it just a shirtless picture? <laughs> yeah, it okay. was. Don't use airdrop as the moral of this story, guys. Yeah, don't do that. Um, do you see any potential in these guys getting drafted? No. No. I think the only one that you could maybe throw out there, and that's probably Kyle Phillips. I think he had oh, the- that. I was I was gonna say, I kind of yeah. So Kyle's fair. I think Shaw Tuttle gets on a roster as a free agent yeah. when it's all said and done. His size, right? Um, and I think, I think and he's Alexis, battling really. I think Jonathan Kongbo and Alexis Johnson kind of looked the part. Yeah, you know, is the production there? It yeah. might be in the NFL, but it wasn't here. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. And then Keller Chris, nope. <laughs> he might get on. He might get on as a. Uh, undrafted free agent. He might find a mini camp. Maybe an AAF team. Yeah, and there you go. I think a lot of these guys could maybe make an AAF team. Yeah. Justin Martin can make one. <laughs> Surely. Can. Surely. Um, but yeah, I mean, good luck to those guys. Tennessee just doesn't have the talent nope. there. Um, and it showed why we were so bad the last two years. Right. With the talent, you know, leaving the program. So, um, But you had some other... Guys make some big money in the NFL. Yeah. Um, Jawan James, um, offensive tackle, signed with the Denver Broncos. He'll be the highest paid right tackle in the NFL. Four-year, $52 million, $32 million guaranteed. And Justin Coleman um, will be the highest paid nickelback cornerback in the NFL. He will sign a four-year, $36 million deal. Um who is he signing with? I don't think I wrote that down. Coleman? Yeah. The, the Lions. Sorry. Okay. The Lions, yes. Um, I was like, then, it's not the Seahawks. Because he played for the Seahawks for a while, didn't he? Yeah. And then Cordell Patterson Patterson um, signed a two-year deal with the Bears. The Bears. And then Eric Berry was released today by the Kansas City Chiefs. Does he go? Well, this is actually one of my overreactions over the baskets. Okay. We'll just start in that, then. So... The Browns going to be good, especially if they get Eric Berry. That was one of mine, too. Um, Their defense was pretty good last year. Decent. I think Their offense figured it out. Started to figure it out. I, I shouldn't say they figured it out. With the losing of Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think they're going to struggle. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's two of like the best players in football that you lost off your team. Right. Um, so, I think they'll struggle. Um, I think they have guys there that can take their spot. Juju kind of – he worries me. I think he fed off of Antonio Brown. So yeah, I don't think he can just step in and be A-B. Like, I don't, no. I don't think that's no. that's the case. I mean, he, he's definitely talented, but I think they're going to need somebody to um, – kind of like he was to Antonio Brown, kind of take the – you know, if you don't double cover him, yeah. then Juju's going to get yards. Right. Or if you don't double, double cover Antonio Brown, then, yeah. then Antonio Brown's going to get yards. Right. If you don't do the same thing um, to Juju, then you're going to get the same thing. So, right. Um, and then James Conner could probably take over. But that division is kind of terrible. Yeah. Well, they're not – probably not going to be next year. Yeah. Wait, so, that division. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to be good next year, yes. No, no I, don't, I don't think it's going to be as bad as it normally is. Like, when you mix in the Browns, you talk about the Browns being... Well, I'm saying the rest of the division. I think the Browns are look like the best oh, so, team right now. Oh, so now we're saying... Division. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Yes. So it's not an overreaction, you don't think? I think they sh- they better make the playoffs. 
I agree. Are they a Super Bowl contender? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to see. A <laughs> Sit game. out on that one. Sit yeah, I'm gonna have to see a game before I I put them as that. But and I think it's also you should expect uh, Kareem Hunt not to be playing next year, right? Yeah. I don't know. That's he's got to at least get a six game suspension. Ezekiel Elliott, there's like no proof that he beat a girl and he got a six yeah. game suspension. <laughs> the hammer came down on him. Yeah, you would think, but who knows? Yeah, the NFL is terrible. At I agree. Out I agree. So I agree. Um. But more over the basket. Um, Gonzaga should not be a one seed after a terrible loss to St. Mary's. That was my first one. We kind of answered that. Uh, we did. I'm going to say I think that's a fair one if the right teams win. Okay, it, so it'll take. The basket. No, I think it'll take other teams winning, though. Otherwise, yeah. I think they'll still be there. So, yeah, we were right, though. We did talk about that earlier in the episode. Yeah. Will Wade will never coach at LSU again. I don't think that's an overreaction. He'll get a show clause, I assume. I assume. Yeah. I mean, if Donnie Tindall got a show clause, a 10-year show clause, mm. surely he'll get something similar. Yeah. Will Wade it's just a barbecue. coach in the NCAA again? I'm going to go with that's an over, overreaction. Okay. I am going to – I just – if – he's obviously a pretty good coach. He's done some uh, good things at uh, other stops before. Most notably for me, because I knew this personally, was UTC. Had that men's program pretty, you know, looking pretty good in their conference. Um, maybe not at this level, possibly, but mm-hmm. in the NCAA somewhere, I think. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a reaction. I thought I had one more, but I'm drawing a blank right now. It sucks because this it. was his one opportunity to kind of prove himself to yep. be a Power Five coach and get the bag, man. You're not. You shouldn't be the bag, man. It's it's definitely anything you do is going to come to light. Yep. At this level in basketball. So, you got to know that. Absolutely. Be smart. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I hate it. I hate it for that kid because it's probably not really – it kind of is his fault, but it's kind of not. Yeah. Because what's a 17-year-old going to do when somebody's going to give him that much money? He's going to take it. Right. <clears throat> I agree. I agree. So, I hate it for him because he's a really good player. I hate that he kind of single-handedly beat Tennessee, but he's a really good player. So, oh, yeah. Jumbotron. Jumbotron. I'm trying to see. Oh, wow. Whew. So, Sevier County was keeping it close with Whitehaven, who has a 7'4 guard. A 7'4 guard? Or, not guard, sorry. Oh, sorry. 7'4 player. What's the center look like? They do have a 6'2 guard in high school, which is, in Tennessee, that's a pretty good size. Yeah. Um, sorry, but I was just thinking, yeah, sorry, player. Um, and it was pretty close in the first half. Their best guard hadn't scored in the first quarter. That's where I was, I was thinking ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the final score was 60 to 24. Is Kenny lost? Yeah, 60 to 24. I didn't know how bad it would be, but that's, that's hilarious. Dude, they took five busloads worth of students to that game. Dude, like they, they skated by like the past two games. They barely won. Dude, have you seen their team? Yeah, they're so under. Like the fact that they got there where they did is a huge testament to who the kind of coach Ken Wright is. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the what he and I mean, obviously his teams had to play well, but what he's been able to do with that team is very impressive. Very, very impressive. And I then forgot. we have another Twitter question. And then Franklin's beating Beard in twenty one nineteen at the half. So we have another Twitter question. Yeah, from Neil Mafia as well. Okay. He says, on a scale of K 
Kaylee with I or with E I G H Bailey with the E I G H Mackenzie or Becky. How basic white girl was the dumb biatch that tried to <laughs> tried the Jaguar selfie? Um, I don't know what the most basic white name is, but whatever it is, that basic. Yeah, that basic. I'm gonna go. That was one of my stupidities. I feel like that's something like a Kimberly. That's fair. I was surprised that she didn't have that. I want to speak to your manager haircut. Yeah, I was very. I will say that I was very surprised. But this was her response: was I was in the wrong for leaning over the barrier. But I do think that maybe the zoo should look into moving their fence back. No, bitch, stay on your side of the fence. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a damn jaguar in there. <laughs> huh? Maybe this pin and the grenade should be a little bit longer so I don't pull it all the way out. <laughs> no, yeah. just don't pull the grenade pin out, dude. I'm sorry, like. I'm not going to, if a Jaguar is like coming at me, I'm not just going to tuck my head between my legs. I'm going to give that Jaguar the one, too. I mean, it's, it might eat my arm off, but I'm giving it a one, too. You get the shit eat out of you. That's fine. I mean, it's, it's going to know. <laughs> it's going to know who it ate today. Yeah, it's going to exactly. learn. I mean, you got to show the the dominance. You got to do something crazy. Yeah. Get naked. Like, get naked. I, don't, I doubt a Jaguar is going to attack the naked guy. That's like the most basic rule I don't in think, fighting. I don't think a jaguar is scared of a penis. You don't fight the naked guy. <laughs> I don't think a jaguar is scared of penis. You definitely don't bite the naked guy. That's yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's you don't bite the naked guy. Um, jumbotron though. Jumbotron. We I don't remember who tweeted out. I probably should have looked this up because it was a clever idea. Um, did oh that's my man. It's your man. Your yeah. man's who is it? I don't remember his name, but that's my dude. He tweeted out uh, unpopular opinions about Neyland Stadium. I guess I've got a few. I think most of mine are. I don't know. I don't know if they're unpopular. Apparently uh, they are. It's Graham K. Okay. So uh, 54 Kennedy. Good. I didn't finish the thread. I should have finished it before I came in to see if mine were unpopular or popular. I know at least two of them are unpopular. So um, My first one is... Keep the state, keep the bleacher seating, and pack as many as you can into Neyland Stadium. I love that it like in big rival games like Oklahoma, you couldn't sit down because it was so uncomfortable. Yeah, like that's why it's loud because no one, no one can sit down and yell. You have to be standing up to yell. That's fact. Unpopular opinion. Um, this is not going to be good for the students, but I feel like the student section is kind of lame. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, as I feel like they're only good when. It's really close, and it's a big game. Do you know my favorite memory ever when we were in the student section for this? Not my favorite memory ever. This is a good memory, though, is we were wasted. And during the coin toss, we elected to defer in the second half. So we were kicking the ball off, and me and you started chanting defense. Before kickoff, we started chanting defense, and everybody joined in <laughs> at the at Bristol. <laughs> oh God. I've never heard a defense chant before the game. They were like, Tennessee kicks, and immediately we started a defense chant. Dude, I remember, like, two people just come up to us, and they're like, you're in our seats. And we just, like, got up and, like, went somewhere else. And I'm pretty sure no one in that section was in the right seat. Correct. No, I, I don't think – I think we moved over. I think we, like, went up a section and over, like, two seats. Yeah. And that was it. That's crazy. But, yeah, that – one of my favorite But I feel moments. like they, they leave all the time. <laughs> like, they leave, like – We'll be down two touchdowns and they'll leave. Yeah. And they clear out at halftime, always, because they've been drinking since 
7 a.m. First off, I drink longer than them, and I'm there for the whole game. Yeah. So In the blazing heat, usually. Yeah. Because it's hot. Especially as- those first games, Jesus Christ. Yeah, we have to – if you don't bring water to the tailgate, you're, everyone's going to die. I'll never forget the Ohio game. It was the worst game I've ever seen, and it was like 150 degrees. Yeah, that game was miserable. And then the UMass game wasn't much better. I wasn't there for UMass. But yeah, it was, and it was, UMass was in like October, wasn't it? Yeah, it was bad. Like it shouldn't have been that hot. No. Uh, my next unpopular opinion is keep the troughs. Ooh. And if you and the only place they're left in now is the south end zone, and that's fine with me. Keep them. I want them. I love the troughs. Yeah. I love I pe- peeing in a trough. That was going to be one of mine, but I wrote a second one because I thought you might take that. Now, a few people enjoy the troughs, but some people would be like, yeah, love the troughs. And other people would be like... That's effing stupid. I want a urinal. No. Keep the troughs. Yeah. Stop being so sensitive. Yeah. Golly. Just pee around men. Yeah. Just dudes being dudes. <laughs> and then that one Georgia woman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if somebody wants to take a pee, then, I mean, let them have a pee. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, The concession stand. There's not a lot of selection. It kind of sucks. There's... N- Unless you're in the good sections with like the Petros and the Mo's and the Calhouns. Yeah. You're right. It kind of sucks. It's like, I want popcorn or a cold piece of Papa John's pizza. <laughs> um, or some nachos that you don't even put enough cheese in it. Petros is the best. Is First off. Get you a, like immediately when I go in there. Dude. I'm going to Petros. We or can have the dog. same shitty food. But if we just had the prices from the Mercedes-Benz stadium. That'd be fine. Dude. Oh. That'd be fine. Which apparently they're not accepting cash anymore. What? Yeah. I'm like, okay, so you were super fan friendly by having like a $3 hot dog, but now you're not going to accept my $3 bills for your hot, for the hot dog? So what are kids supposed to do? They're not supposed to buy food? <laughs> I don't know. I guess they get, better get their parents' debit card. Jesus I don't know. Christ. No idea. I feel like that would be the easiest place to steal somebody's credit card information from. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because you have to use it now. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, hey, here's 102, 455 people that uh, we can just go steal their information from. Everybody's got to use it if they want food. Go to the luxury section. Go to the what? The luxury the, yeah. section. Put the uh, skimmers on there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah, that just kind of sucks. Yeah, I, that's fair. I think that's a that's a fair opinion. I don't know if that's unpopular or popular, but I think it's fair at least. Yeah. Um, my next one was a very popular opinion. Which I didn't know this, but the painting on the field sucks. Like it's not dark enough. Yeah, I can see grass through it. Yeah, definitely use it. I don't care if orange gets on every player's uniform. Paint the dang field the day of the game in the morning. Yeah, you know. have the money for it. You can do it. Yeah, I mean they used to do it over. We used yeah. to be. We used to wear white pants and, and get be, covered in it. Yeah, do it. I love it. They probably still get orange paint on them anyways. Yeah. So just embrace it. Another unpopular opinion. I do not want luxury seating everywhere. I don't want it. No, that, no, that was my bleachers, man. Keep the bleachers. Yeah, keep the bleachers. Um, and if you want, like, if, I understand people want, I want a back on my seat. I want a cup holder. I get that. But do you realize how expensive the tickets are? Yeah. For just the bleachers? Imagine how much they're going to be when everybody... If you want club seating, seat. go cheer for that shitty team in Nashville. Yeah. They have club seating everywhere. And, yeah, and they have some available that yeah. people rarely sit in because they're too damn expensive. So if you really want that, pay for it. Yeah, exactly. I agree. That's fair. But I, I don't want my... I'll pay an extra 50 bucks for the cushion, but that's it. 
Just because my, I hate when my ass is sweaty, especially if we're losing. I, just I at least want to be kind of comfortable. It's <laughs> fair. It's fair. Um, stupid is an epidemic. I've got a few. Yeah, I'm sure I got some too. One of mine was the lady who jumped in the jaguar pit. Bear fight. Uh, my boy Blue. <laughs> I'm just gonna. This isn't stupidity's is epidemic, but shout out to Coach Fatello. Did you hear what he yelled at the Fresno State coach? Yeah, <laughs> coach your own team, meat stick. Love it. I love it too. It's awesome. I loved how after and he did call himself out for it. He was like, sometimes our guys got to calm down a little bit, and he was like, maybe that you know that may start with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, if you called a guy meat stick, yeah, probably. Yeah, across the <laughs> across the field. Yeah, I mean, it, it could have been worse, I guess. Oh, yeah. Could've, definitely could have been worse. I mean, people like snobby people from California, I get it. <laughs> like, I get it. I love that he just said that in his press conference. Did you hear that? Yeah. He's like, people from California, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. So, my first one is Prep Extra. Um, they're tweeting about the Fulton uh, basketball, <clears throat> ooh, basketball game in the quarterfinals and said, so far, dot, 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 at... Edward Lacey has six turnovers this half. Fulton B-Ball has... Fulton B-Ball, as a team, has nine. He, like, added this guy and said he had six turnovers. Yeah, I was, that was one of mine. That's ridiculous. I'm like, dude, really? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yep. I mean, Bad. that's why Five Star Preps is putting y'all out of business. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out to Jesse Smith. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mine is... My last one, I've only got one more, is at red underscore mamba underscore 69. Wow, classy name there, Jacob. <laughs> Video of Jeremy Pruitt just coaching someone up and happens to say the word ass. Like he's like, when he runs here, you cut his ass off. Tweeted, we've needed a tough coach like this for a while. Toughen these boys up, coach. If cussing is all that takes, then Butch Jones was the, was the coach, toughest coach of all time. I don't know if you remember the story about the tie in that he came in and he made him write a hundred sentences that said, I'm a fucking pussy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Not a good look. What do you mean? But Butch Jones was definitely the, the best coach we ever had. Oh, yeah, definitely. He toughened those boys up. Yeah. Like cussing at them. Yeah. Toughen them up. I don't have any more. You don't? No, oh, not enough stupid people this week, huh? I guess not. I guess I'm gonna, I don't know if I'll, I'll do this one. I don't know if Brad Wingo was being serious, but he said. This is my hat that is on his last days. Who will pitch in so I can get a new Vols hat? The hat costs twenty six dollars, and he's asking for donations for Brad Wingo is. Yeah, took a screenshot. If you need help buying twenty six dollars hats, we gotta we gotta stop this whole Vols out Vols thing now. You saved the money with that old raggedy hat. <laughs> yeah, right. There. It's not like you bought that one last year. That <laughs> thing was eighty years ago from like, Walmart. Vols Help Vols has gone too far for helping people with $26 tabs. Yeah, like, okay, here's my thing. The GoFundMe and stuff like that, like, I'm not giving you money. Right, and if people want to give you money, it's fine, but, like, damn, like, for a $600 ticket, if they want to sit you there, whatever. But, damn, a $26 hat, don't be asking for that shit kind of money. Yeah. That's stupid. Pocket chain. Yeah. We made more than that on this show. <laughs> not really. <laughs> like, just go, I don't know, go go wash your grandma's car. She'll give you 30 bucks. Yeah. Buy your hat. <laughs> God. When's your birthday or Christmas? Yeah. I ask for all the things I want. <laughs> and if I don't get them, I pitch a fit until I do. I'm yeah. just kidding. I've never done that. Or I'll go work <laughs> overtime. And... Yeah, that's crazy. 
Be Whatever. Stupid people. Well, guys, thank you all for listening. Uh, we're excited for Friday, Tennessee facing off against who knows who. Um, excited for hopefully we make it to Sunday so we can watch us win the SEC tournament and then Selection Sunday where if we do win, we will be the number one seed. I'm with Landon, though. I think at least a two seed right now, which is still good. And then we're excited to get in the NCAA tournament. Now it's just, for, I think, for the mindsets, win or go home, let's win them all. Let's win them all. Hey, guys, order your shirts. I don't know if we'll be – we'll try to have a show Sunday. I'm on vacation, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, but if not, we're bringing the boat in and we out.